Welcome to the 87th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. In the 85th and 86th installments of Ear to the Ground, we heard excerpts of a presentation on decision-making given by organic farming pioneer Atina Diffley during a recent session of LSP's Farm Beginnings course. In this third installment of Diffley's presentation, she talks about how using such tools as the quote-unquote ladder of inference can be a key part of good decision-making on the farm. So I have just a little exercise for you. If you got a piece of white paper, I'd like you to look at this picture. And we're just going to take a couple minutes. And I just want you to write down what you see here. Can you all see that picture okay? Yeah, just write a short paragraph about what you see here. So now, of course, I want to volunteer to read to me what they wrote. Uh, prairie home, abandoned, neglected, overgrown, however, still standing, waiting patiently for the next caretaker, outlasting the last caretaker. Organic materials used to build this home maybe off the land. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you, Chairman. Do we have another person, maybe the opposite gender? I see a house in the prairie. It is empty, and there is red smoke in the sky. The sky is cloudy, and looks like someone just got it. How about one more? Some of the things they have a different personality. Uh, the, the front was moving in over the abandoned farmhouse. The grass hadn't been mowed in several years, but hadn't grown too long yet. I wondered what was inside those boarded up doors and windows. Great. Those are great. Those are all really great. Okay, I'm going to remind you that I asked you to write what you see. I said right here is right what you observe. Okay, so this is something called the ladder of inference. And it's what we naturally do as human beings in our thinking process and the way our thinking and our emotional process engage with each other. So if you think of that process as a ladder and the bottom rung being observable data. So look at this picture and give me some observable data. Forest in the background. Some trees. trees. That's observable data. We know there's some... some Trees or something back there that nature. How about someone else? You got some observable data. Which side abandoned? Abandoned. I don't know if we're sure that's abandoned. Are you really sure? Someone could be you be living there. Some you agree. So well, you could you could you could say it looks abandoned. You're not saying it is. Yeah, but that's based on your concept of what looks abandoned is. To you, it looks abandoned. Right. Could be a shed. How do we know someone lived there? Houses is where people live, right? Well, could be a school. <laughs> there's a building. <laughs> there's some kind of grass here, and um, there's a pole here. We could say it looks like a clothesline pole, but we don't really know that it's a clothesline pole. At least I can't tell with my, all my glasses on. It looks like a prairie area, and obviously you don't see any hills. It looks like Dakota somewhere. But we don't know that for fact. No, but that's what right. you would say. We'd say it's a prairie, though. Right. But we don't know that for a fact. I'm asking you to observe data. There is a house. There's a building. There's a building. <laughs> that is observable data. It's daytime. It's daytime. Good one. There's shingles in this thing. Good. Very good. It has a door. You ever do with that observable data? I'm edging on myself. Okay. So from that, we select data from what we observed. So, let's see, you said the house was abandoned. We're, we noticed it was a building. So you selected the building when you made this statement, it's a house that's abandoned. 
you were selecting, you could have selected the sky or, or sure. the ground. Yeah. Okay. And then we make assumptions based on the meanings that we've added. So you made the assumption that it was abandoned. What assumptions did you make in yours? Uh, saying that it was abandoned. Yeah. How about some of the other? Someone died. Someone died. That's more than an assumption, I think. Verify <laughs> 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 that the last. <laughs> then we draw conclusions. Do you see some conclusions that were drawn? I think that an abandoned building leads to death might be a conclusion. <laughs> Then we started backing beliefs about the world. That, uh, you know, the abandoned theme was common for all of us that read out loud. And there's some beliefs there that if things are run down, maybe that... Or the picture is dark, so we associate that with abandonment, death, yeah. sad things. <laughs> and then we start to take action based on these beliefs. And we do this all the time. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's how we go through our day. If we just walked around and observable data, I'd be, you know, that's kind of what uh, two-year-olds do. You know, they don't know that's called a cup, and they don't know anything about what's inside of it, or that it's hot, liquid, or that it's going to burn them. They just observe. It's, they don't even know the word for the shape yet. So, you know, going through this step is something that we do to get through our day. But it can cause a lot of problems. And it can give you a lot of false information that you then make decisions on. So it can be very problematic. This is a great example here. Nothing to do with farming, really, but the meeting was called for 9 a.m. That's observable data, right? We all know the meeting was called for 9 a.m. John came in at 9.30. That's pretty observable data, right? We saw him come in. We have watches, and they all agreed. Nobody's watch said 9.20. He didn't say why. That's observable data. He didn't tell any of us why, so we don't know. Uh, John knew exactly when the meeting was to start. Is that observable data? Even if you told him, maybe he didn't hear you. Maybe he has a hearing problem. I don't know. He deliberately came in late. What are we doing there? Conclusion. To a conclusion. John always comes in late. How about that one? Yeah, I think we're taking a belief there. We believe John is always late. We can't count on John, he's unreliable. We're taking some action there. We can't count on him, he's unreliable. We're obviously not going to count on him in meetings. And poor John, you know, his kid was throwing up on the way to school and he had to stop and help her change her clothes and get someone to help take care of her. And, you know, so this is a really important thing to be aware of and catch ourselves doing because we do it all the time. And then we make decisions based on it. So that's the point of this little exercise. And, and you'll see, if you pay attention to it, like if you just say, you know, I'm going to say my spiritual practices, I'm going to notice how far up the ladder of inference I climb. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a nice little spiritual practice. Because you'll catch yourself doing it, and you'll find yourself making decisions based on it and taking action based on it. And sometimes you're going to be way off the mark. So on your farm, this can be really, really valuable. Because farming is actually a really emotional process because you're under so much pressure. And there's so many variables that you can't control. You don't get to call up and say, please hold the hailstorm off until I get my tomatoes picked. You know, it's all these variables. And they come in at you, and you've got to respond. And you have to act, respond in real time. And so if you can notice yourself making decisions when you have to really fast and just do like a quick little double check, how accurate are the assumptions that I'm operating these systems on. 
you can help catch a lot of the mistakes. And you can do this for each other in a, in a helpful, positive way instead of saying to some you know, partner, man, you're way up the ladder, buddy. <laughs> I'm sure you can find some nice way up. I'm get back down the ladder. <laughs> Anyone have any questions on this concept? Want to share a really bad story? <laughs> when you jumped off the ladder, the ladder fell. Framing. So I like to talk about this because a lot of times we identify a problem, um, but we don't identify the right question. And so we're answering the wrong <coughs> question in our decision-making process. And that can be kind of problematic. Um, so the example I gave you here is a fact, an event. We had a barn, it was lost in a tornado. That's pretty observable data, right? We saw the tornado coming, we got down the cellar really fast, the sky turned green, and we got, came out of the cellar, the tornado, the barn was gone. Okay, nothing we're gonna do about this barn disappearing, that's the fact, we're gonna deal with it. So we're gonna have to make some decisions. So, you know, what is the question here? Do we just assume that because we had a barn, we have to replace the barn? And we have to figure out, so is the question, um, where are we going to get the money? Who's going to build it? How soon can we have it done? Are those the questions? Is the question, um, do we need a barn? Maybe this is an opportunity. Great, they're nailed in the barn. We're going to get $10,000 for the insurance company, and we're going to build a greenhouse. You know. So maybe the question is, um, do we really need a barn? And if we don't really need a barn, you know, what, what decisions do we want to make around this? Um, you can look at it as an opportunity. And if you try to, to remember that kind of concept of everything's an opportunity, you just got hailed out, you lost everything in your field, what an opportunity. You'll find all sorts of new questions to be asking instead of just following this kind of path that we all get on when we're really tired and when we're stressed and when well, we're under the gun, which, you know, that's the world of farming. It's stressful. Farming's really stressful. So this question is really, really valuable. And this is often an area where you really want to bring some other people in. Because oftentimes, this, what is the question? If you can get some different perspectives and, and get some different ideas going on there, you want to be really open-minded when you're trying to figure out what the question is. If you're having a discussion around, you don't want to be shooting someone else down. No, that's not the question. You want to follow that lead, and maybe, that, maybe they didn't quite get the question right. Maybe that question leads to another question, and you start figuring out what that question is. And, if you don't ask the right question, you're not going to get the right answer. It's really just that simple. You're going to get the answer to the question that you ask. So taking your time on that question is really important. And I like to write down my questions, um, even though I really never look at them again. <laughs> but I have a notebook of questions. I, I'm probably on my fifth notebook, actually. And I save all my old notebooks of questions. But the act of writing them down is really very powerful. When I write down that question, it somehow etches it in my mind. And then I find that it's present in all my decisions. And I might not make the decision right away, or it might be a question that is a four-year question. Like, if I was running the farm right now, I would be really asking a question about the word local and the buzz around local, because it's doing a lot of bashing to the word organic. And there's becoming a lot of misunderstanding about the word organic amongst consumers. And something that I'm really passionate about spending a lot of time on now is educating these consumers. Consumers are getting confused about this <coughs> word. Yeah, the bottom line is organic is the only food term that has a legal definition. Local doesn't mean anything. 
Natural doesn't mean anything. But the consumers are getting confused. So if I was an organic farmer, I would want that as a big question. So you got your questions, and your little questions, and then you got your big questions. This would be on the front billboard of my office right now. What's going to happen with this confusion around food terms? And it wouldn't mean that I'm necessarily going to change my farm tomorrow, but I would definitely have that on like the billboard of my mind, and it would be driving a lot of my decisions in a daily basis. So it may mean that I might decide to do more education with my customers, or might change my label in some way to help people understand that organic actually has a definition and that it actually means something, or whatever it was that I wanted to get across to those consumers. But I would be keeping that really aware. And that would come, have come from those trends. When I looked at those trends in the winter, <coughs> I would have spotted this buzz around the word local. And then I would have also said to myself, so what's the next buzz? Because buzzes are buzzes. There's always another buzz behind them. And I would try to catch the next one. So that's kind of how you can use some of these questions. If you have one that's really a big question, and then, you know, little daily questions. For more information on Farm Beginnings, see www.farmbeginnings.org. That's farmbeginnings.org. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendale, a Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening. Thank you.